Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. What's the most ridiculous lie that you've ever told and been caught out on? Author Seamus O'Reilly is with us on the programme today because, Seamus, you were only talking about this. Uh, Go on, you might as well tell us about your most ridiculous lie experience. Um, I don't even know if this is the most ridiculous lie. Um, You mean there's lots of them? Oh, I've lived a colourful life. And if you would (laughs) ask my my dad, who thinks that the book that I wrote is is a a complete tissue of lies... um, uh, he'd probably say um, something else. But I have recently just kind of had brought back to me uh, a story from childhood. I was seven and our teacher uh, told us that we had to write this, this you know, a bit of homework over the weekend. Go away, come back and write an essay or a report mm. about world cultures. So you can imagine it would be, oh, talk about Mardi Gras or talk about the Day of the Dead or talk about Norway Day or whatever. So that's what I had in my mind anyway, but I'd completely forgotten about it. And I just remembered, you know, that horrible checking feeling when Glenrow has ended and it's Sunday night and you haven't done your homework. And it just popped into my head. And I said, OK, well, uh, so uh, lacking any other better idea, I, I said, oh, I'll just make something up. I, I don't have time to research or ask anyone. So I made up something called the Icelandic Fish Festival. Now, I thought if I just write something that's from somewhere very far away and almost kind of like made up like Iceland, you know, my teacher's not going to know. So <laughs> I basically went into it. Sister Veronica, my teacher, was a very, so always encouraged me to, to write and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to really, I'm not going to let her down. So I went into all this detail. And as it got later and later, if you know, you know, seven-year-olds kind of get, get a bit unhinged when they're tired, perhaps. And so it became more... Uh, florid. All of a sudden there was personal accounts. I was just quoting people. At one point I think I quoted the King of Iceland as if I'd spoken to him. <laughs> uh, it was unclear from the piece as it got longer and longer. Was I actually there? I mean, did I start the festival? Or do I go there every year? So um, in that way, of, you know, you can tell a child is lying when they keep adding extra details upon details upon details. Um, I did that for eight whole pages. Oh, wow. And um, yes, I even ended with, uh, I think the final line, I I can remember very little about the actual piece itself, except that I ended it with, uh, gee, or or God, those Icelanders really love their fish. (laughs) So it was very chirpy and cheerful. It was written like it was a, you know, like a brochure or like a, a TV holiday segment, you know. So I thought this was great, fantastic, um, worked for it worked on it for so long that I basically woke up with pen on my face and uh, grabbed my, my bits and bobs together and went into class. So on the Monday morning, I'm sitting there and I'm just waiting and the teacher comes in and so I go march up to her desk, steal a march on her and uh, I just put it in her hands and Sister Veronica, who's a lovely, wonderful uh, woman, looks extremely confused and bemused and this is partly because obviously she's being handed this you know, loose set of sheets, you know, mm. with drawings and everything that's eight pages long, talking about a very clearly made up festival. Uh, but also because the second that I actually handed it to her, that I put it in her hands, I had the realization instantly uh, that she had not given us this homework, that I'd actually dreamed it. And so I just written and presented an eight page report on a festival that does not exist for absolutely no reason. Utterly unnecessary. So, 
utterly unnecessary and I would say quite unhinged. <laughs> and so she kind of didn't flinch really. She just said she was going to read it out of the class. Oh, and no. it was such a bizarre and strange thing that even my my classmates who, you know, as you imagine, seven-year-olds in Derry are not necessarily the most supportive or loving audience. Um, it was, you know, kind of cutthroat sort of time of life and uh, place on earth. And even they looked really quite worried for me that I'd done this. <laughs> so uh, I still, uh, yeah, so I still to this day, it's one of those things which I can think of and just sort of involuntarily flinch. Um, so I, I re- recalled this on one of my, my monthly rememberings of the event. I said, I'll, I'll tell people on mm. Twitter. And um, a lot of people re- reacted to it a lot more than I expected. And also uh, tens of thousands of replies uh, at this stage now um, where people kind of a lot of them are telling about the stupid lies that they've been caught out of or things they've done in school so um yes it's been a very uh interesting few days yeah well like what kind of responses well first of all i suppose in your defense the icelandic fish fish festival aside from the fact that it was very imaginative it's um it does sound fairly believable yeah it does and not only that but i've had it borne out by the fact that um iceland uh, as a country has really taken to the story which is good for me I suppose that I'm not uh, offending them uh, and they um, I've been uh, I was on the front cover of, of Iceland's um, paper of record yesterday um, it was uh, my entire story translated into Icelandic I've had a current count something like five or six invitations to go to an actual fish festival in ah, brilliant. will you go yes uh, I will I think it's been cancelled for 2022 so hopefully in 2023 um, at least, if nothing else, I can get I can get an article out of it. Um, but they're a very a welcoming and forgiving people, it would seem, Icelanders. So um, if I do get to the Fiskadagarun Mikli, which is the Great Fish Festival in uh, Delvig, uh, then I will be sure to give a more accurate uh, telling <laughs> of what actually goes down there. I won't be. I won't be pretending to speak to the king of Iceland who does not exist. Yeah. The the, the response to this, though, I mean, because I did see it online, um, uh, Seamus, and like, you know, you, you've had a huge response to it. What's, what, what are the sort of mad examples you're getting? Can you hear us okay, Seamus? Oh, sorry, yeah. You're, you're back now. Uh, no, I was just asking you about the response that you got to, um, to your, your thread online. Yes. Um, well, it's it's pretty pretty huge. Um, so I think something like twelve million people have have, have looked at it now. Um, so my phone was not very usable. Um, it was also very good to hear from so many liars um, <laughs> and to know that so many of so many of them are avid readers of mine um, because I, I consider them my people. So um, I think hearing a lot about people, a lot of them about school. Um, there was one guy who said he'd memorised a home atlas um, and then basically decided that he wasn't going to bother writing the paper so he just panicked realized he'd forgotten all the work and so basically ended up reading off completely made up facts about el salvador so <laughs> there's another person who did the same thing for hawaii there's another person so it seems like as uh, wonderful and brave and fantastic as uh, my story was uh, it's not very unusual i think children when put on the spot particularly mm. with geogra- geographical things um they have a an amazing tendency towards outright fabrication. Absolutely. Well, it's it's still happening because there's a listener here who says, I worked as a manager and asked a staff member about a request for a date for a day off about a month in advance. I must have caught him on the hop, though. He fumbled and said, yes, 
he needed it for a funeral. I looked at him and he looked at me and I said, should I be worried about somebody, everybody sniggering in the office looking for it a, a month out? This texter says, my cousin told the class that she was getting a baby sister. My aunt wasn't pregnant at all, but quite the way to start a rumour. Keep the ridiculous lies coming into us. 53106. Author Seamus O'Reilly. Seamus, thanks for joining us on the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.